Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Welcome into the program, the final program of the week. Getting you ready for the weekend, but we've got a lot to discuss before then. And of course, you can join in the conversation at 508-996-0500. You can also send us app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And a little bit later on in the program, we're going to have some different guests joining us this morning. Of course, we'll have our regular segment with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And this morning, it will be just Council President Morad joining us. So we'll talk with her about some of the things going on around the city. And then also, later on, too, we will be joined uh, in the 7 o'clock hour by uh, Connie Marigo, who is the President and Executive Director of the National Marine Life Center uh, in, in Buzzards Bay. We're going to talk with her as well. So... We've got uh, a full show here for you, but plenty of time to talk with you again, 508-996-0500. If you ever, I mean, we say that so much that you probably get it like stuck in your head. You probably have our phone number branded into your brain. But I mean, I still have signs in front of me that say what the number is, but that's just so that I don't accidentally slip up and give my cell phone number out on the air, which I've done. Not since we've had podcasting, though, so don't go back and listen to the podcast and try to get my cell phone number and then send me harassing texts and prank calls at 2 in the morning. But if you don't have it saved in your brain or in your phone, you can always just open up the WBSM app and hit the Call Us button, and that will dial in directly to us. And if you don't have the app already, you're going to want to download it. Not only do we have... Those tickets to give away to the Forest Tour with LL Cool J. Headlining with a bunch of other acts as well. And we'll start giving those away next week. We also have so many more tickets in the pipeline. Jackson over at Fun 107 has been diligently trying to find good things to get for you to try to win on WBSM. So... He's the guy. He's the guy that talks to all the record companies and show promoters and says, hey, what can we do for the WBSM audience? So he's working on getting stuff for us to give away for you. So you're going to want to download that app so that you have it ready. Okay. I hate when I have to reverse course 
on something that I was so adamant about. How many times did we talk about Halloween candy? Not just, you know, the last month, but in general. Did we talk about Halloween candy? And I've said, I've never known anybody that ever had a needle in their Halloween candy. That's just ridiculous. It's just a urban legend. And then the story comes out of Sandwich that someone found not one but two sewing needles in their candy. And you can read the story at WBSM.com. A sandwich mom says that needles were found in their child's Halloween candy. Now, I'm, I'm a little suspicious, but I have no reason to, to not believe the mom. The sandwich police apparently believe the mom. Although the language that they use is interesting. Again, I don't want to say that I don't think that she's telling the truth. But the, the Sandwich Police Department shared on Thursday that late in the evening of November 1st, the Sandwich Police Department was called to a sandwich residence for a sewing needle found in a piece of Halloween candy. The mother of an eight-year-old child advised police that her son was checking his candy and noticed something poking out of it. The wrapper of a small Snickers bar had a puncture hole and a sewing needle was found inside the piece of candy as the mother continued to check the rest of the candy, she came across a Twix candy bar that apparently had a sewing needle stuck in it. The police department said it was reported the family went trick-or-treating on the Main Street area of Sandwich. So they're recommending that anybody who was trick-or-treating that night check their Halloween candy and be extra vigilant in checking each piece if you were in the downtown area of Sandwich. Now, they had received no other complaints as of Thursday morning about this. But I'm looking at this, at this photo. And you know what? Maybe. Let me see if I can get a bigger version of it on the Sandwich Police Facebook page. Just give me one second here. So in this photo, no, it's not that much bigger. So what I see here is I see a fun-size Snickers bar with a sewing needle, which I'm wondering, how did you get the sewing needle? You can see there's chocolate on the needle, but how did you get a full-size sewing needle out of, into a fun-size Snickers bar? It doesn't look like the needle's broken at all. It looks like the needle is longer than the Snickers bar. And then there was one inside of a Twix, which a Twix is a little bit different. A Twix, you can actually get one in. And so I think, hmm, I think that we need to have you look through your child's candy, I guess, if you were in the sandwich area trick-or-treating. And really, I mean... We do take it for granted, but you should look at the candy anyway. I mean, just make sure there's nothing that's opened. But something that we thought was an urban legend of people sticking needles. And I, I, listen, this could turn out to be a variety of explanations. It could have been somebody playing a prank. 
you know, maybe maybe this kid stuck the needle in the candy. Maybe it was, you know, a friend of his thinking he was going to be funny and stick it in his candy. Not realizing what a problem he could cause. I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that I think it was necessarily somebody with nefarious intentions. But here it is, you know, all these years, all my life, I've said for 45 years of life, almost 46, I've never known of anybody finding a needle in their candy. But yet, now here we are. So I guess maybe it isn't the urban legend that I thought that it was. I will say this. I still seriously, seriously doubt anybody's giving kids edibles for Halloween. The concern that people were slipping in edible candy into their into kids' trick-or-treat buckets and bags. It's, it's not happening. No, nobody's doing that. No, first of all, it's too expensive. People are already complaining about what they're paying for a bag of candy. They're not going to be handing out cannabis. Is it possible somebody would mix up their cannabis candy with real candy and give that to a kid by mistake? Sure, but they're not going to, they're not intentionally putting cannabis candy in kids' Halloween baskets. And even if they did, what's that going to do? Oh, so the kid tried an edible. He's going to remember which house he got that from and go back and get more. I, I, I just, I don't see the logic in that. But I would have said the same thing about needles and, and a candy bar. And, and here we are. I mean, there were times when I would go trick-or-treating and I would, I would always do the dump out. Not everybody does it this way. And in fact, as I got older, I stopped doing the dump out. I would just have the bag of candy and I would just randomly reach in and pull out whatever piece of candy I was going to eat and be like, all right, that's what I'm having. Unless, you know, if it was something I didn't like, I wouldn't eat it. But, but in the early days of trick-or-treating, I would do the dump out where you divide it all by type and see what you had. And, you know, sometimes you would get a candy bar or something that was open. And you'd err on the side of caution and say, well, I don't know if this just opened up in the bag or if the person opened it before they gave it to me. So this one gets pushed aside. There was also the people who, and I hope, I hope that in 2023, somebody isn't still doing this. But there was always the person who would like make the little sandwich baggie of popcorn and give those out to the kids. Like, I appreciate the effort, but I can't eat something that I don't know how you prepared it. I don't, I don't even eat at potluck dinners with people that I know. I'm not going to open up a sandwich baggie full of popcorn that you made in your house. Now, a, a little individual sealed bag of popcorn that like, you know, a little bag of smart food from one of those party packs. That's a different story. But these were those, and not even like the Ziploc bags with any kind of seal. The little ones that I'm talking about the sandwich bags that like fold over. And they'd fill it with popcorn and I, the, I'm sure the intentions were well-meaning, but I'm just not going to do that. Nor am I going to do it when you open up something and divide it up. Please, everything individually wrapped. I don't think that, I don't think that's being too picky. 
Did you ever find anything weird in your candy? Did you ever find anything that you weren't sure of? If so, let me know. 508-996-0500 or hit me up on the app chat. Uh, also yesterday, I had the chance to, I was running around all over the place, but I had the chance yesterday to get on over to Edaville and we will have some exciting Edaville news to report for you a little bit later on today. I've got to just put together the story at WBSM.com and on the app. So you're going to want to pay attention to that. I can't get too into it now. But it's good news. It's exciting news for this upcoming season, which actually starts next week. They're starting, they start a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. So they'll actually be starting next week. And this is good news for those who are, and also I can, I can tell you this. This isn't, the, uh, this isn't the big announcement that we're going to be talking about later. But they've added a new feature for this year, a new strategy, we'll call it, a new um, admissions strategy. So if you remember last year, they went with these different tiered packages because people were saying, well, gee, it's, it's getting pricey to go there for my whole family when I'm paying you know, X amount of dollars for, for grandma to go and she's not going to ride on any rides. I wish there was a cheaper ticket for somebody who wasn't going to ride on any rides. So, or, you know, a smaller child who isn't going to ride. So what they did is they started coming up with these like levels of tickets. So they had bronze, silver, and gold where, you know, bronze got you into the park Silver was getting you into the park and got you a train ride and gold got you all the rides and all that stuff. I think I have that right. And what they found is that people were coming into the park on, say, the bronze where they were just going to be walking around with the family, but then everybody was going to go on the carousel. And they're like, well, I'll, I'll go on the carousel, but I only got the bronze ticket. So then they would have to go and they would have to upgrade their package, which you can do once you're in the park. You can do that. But then they... The, the folks that are running Edaville were like, well, but maybe there's something better we could do in that situation. And so in addition to buying those packages this year, you will also be able to buy ride tickets. So that when you get in the park, if you're in on the bronze package and you are like, okay, I really wish I could have gone on this ride, but I don't really care about any of the other rides. You can actually just go over and purchase tickets, which I think, they said are going to be $1.50 each or, you know, if you buy 20, it's cheaper. Like, you know what, you know how they do that when you buy tickets at a carnival or something. And so you'll be able to buy tickets to ride those individual rides so that you don't have to pay for the full upgrade if there's only one ride that you want to go on. And I think that that's a very smart idea. You know, I'm the kind of person that would go there and buy the full boat anyway, just because what if I do want to go on something? But that's also because it's just me. Maybe you need to save a little money and you say, okay, I'm getting that bronze package because I'm just going to walk around. You know, let mom go on with the kids. Dad's just going to watch everybody else. But now dad wants to go on the new, one of the new things that we'll talk about. Well, then you can just go over and buy those tickets. I think that's a great strategy. And I think that will help offset for a lot of people, you know, as things are more expensive this year and as they're trying to buy all their Christmas gifts, they'll still be able to get out there and enjoy that. So 
That's one thing. That's one new development over there I can tell you about now. But the rest of it, you're going to have to wait till you read the story. It's going to be a big announcement that we'll have up online later on today. 508-996-0500. Right now, I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few moments. Say, you know what else is human nature to wake up and be hungry and want to have yourself a nice, delicious breakfast? And that's something that you can get at just another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth. They're going to be opening up uh, in about a half an hour. And when you go down there, they're going to have some delicious weekend specials for you to try out. I was actually just at just another Phoenix yesterday visiting with Lisa over there and talking with her about all the great things that they have going on this fall and some of the creative ideas that they're coming up with. I'm just saying. There's some leftover Halloween candy that they're probably going to be working into some of those breakfast specials. So you're going to want to get over there and check that out. Don't forget, too, if you don't have time to stop in for a full breakfast, you can get their menu through their drive through window. You don't have to worry about just getting, you know, easy takeout stuff. They'll put out pancakes and omelets and French toast and everything right through the drive-up window. When you pull up, they've got a big, brand-new, beautiful menu there for you to check out. And you can order anything that you want there, and they'll they'll serve it up for you. And uh, I think, too, if you have time this weekend to go out there and really treat yourself and spend some time and relax, you're going to realize it's like a family over there. Everybody knows each other. They remember you when you come in. And we're working on, you know, trying to make people, you know, more comfortable when they go out to places alone, right? Even if it's just you, go feel like you're part of something when you go over to just another Phoenix restaurant. They'll make you feel like part of the family. Check them out. They're on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Go get yourself something delicious either this morning or sometime this weekend. And uh, make sure you tell them that Tim said to come over and maybe, maybe, just maybe, they'll have some of that Boston cream French toast that I like. Mm. All right. Now it's time to get into the news with Ariel Dorsey. Federal regulators are accusing Amazon of using a secret algorithm that raised prices of online purchases by over a billion dollars. The claim made public Thursday as part of the FTC's antitrust suit against the e-commerce giant. An Amazon spokesperson said the FTC grossly mischaracterizes the pricing tool and that the company stopped using it several years ago. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has arrived in Israel. Blinken is expected to push for humanitarian pauses in Israel's war against Hamas and for the Israeli government to protect more civilians in the Gaza Strip. Before leaving Thursday, Blinken told reporters that the U.S. is committed to making sure everything possible is done to protect civilians. 
Congress is condemning support for Hamas and other terrorist organizations on U.S. college campuses. The House overwhelmingly approved a resolution on Thursday declaring that support of Hamas on college campuses may lead to the creation of a hostile environment for Jewish students, faculty, and staff. Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are blaming accountants for alleged fraud in the Trump organization. The sons of the former president took the witness stand Thursday in Trump's New York civil fraud trial. The state attorney general is accusing the Trump organization of inflating Trump's net worth so the company could obtain more favorable loans. The United Auto Workers is pushing Toyota workers to join the union after their stand-up strike against the Detroit three automakers resulted in 25% pay hikes. UAW President Sean Fain says Toyota's pay raises announced this week are a direct result of their deals with Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. Futurama has a future on Hulu. The streaming service announced on Thursday that it's ordered two more seasons of the quirky animated sci-fi series. Futurama will have 10 new episodes in each of the next two seasons. Hulu hasn't said when season 13 and 14 will premiere, though it's expected to debut sometime next year. In sports, the Patriots are adding depth to their secondary. New England has signed back rookie defensive Alex Austin, who originally entered the NFL as a seventh-round pick of the Buffalo Bills out of Oregon State. This Sunday, the Pats will be hosting the Washington Commanders at Gillette Stadium. The Bruins managed to extend their point streak to 10 games to open the season after taking down the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2 in a shootout at TD Garden. Pavel Zaka opened the scoring with his fourth goal of the season, and Jake Dubrusk put the team up a pair early in the second with his first of the year. Boston will be visiting the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night. And the Celtics unveiled their 2023-24 City Edition uniform. This season, the Celtics will be wearing a uniform that is a nod to the origin of the game and continued commitment to the craft. The uniform highlights elements that show both handmade craft and connection of the city of Boston to the game of basketball. The woven tape in on the side panel references the handcrafted peach baskets originally used in the sport and a historical basketball with a clover inside appears on the belt buckle. Tomorrow night, the Celtics will visit the Brooklyn Nets. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you, everybody, on this Friday morning. Another chilly morning. We're starting out with dry conditions. However, temperatures rebounding considerably as we head into this afternoon with plenty of sunshine. Temperatures heading into the mid to upper 50s. Along the coast, we could see some gusty winds. Overnight, some clouds. Temperatures will be dipping around 40s to 50s. And then tomorrow, a glorious day with temperatures headed to 60 dry for the rest of the weekend. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Stream WBSM live crystal clear with one touch. The WBSM app.
best new music you will ever hear from the Beatles. That is Now and Then, just released yesterday. It is the last song that the Beatles will ever be putting out as the Beatles. Uh, you know, Paul McCartney still out there putting out new music. Ringo puts out stuff. But that'll be the last thing you will hear from the Beatles. It's a song that took over five decades to put together. It was a John Lennon demo that back in February of 1995, when they got together to put together the Beatles anthology series. I don't know if you remember that. It was fantastic. They aired it on, I believe, ABC television over the course of a couple of nights just before Thanksgiving. And they released, I think it was a three-disc, three-double-disc CD set. I went out and bought it at Words of Music in Fairhaven. And they had two new songs on that. They had Free as a Bird and Real Love. And neither one of I mean... It was great to hear them, but to me, listening to them then, they sounded like demos. They did as much as they could to take these John Lennon demos and turn them into full Beatles songs. And that's when, you know, George was still alive. So the three remaining Beatles got in the studio and worked on them together with these Lennon demos. But it just, it didn't feel the same. But now this... Because, you know, you're talking about something that Lennon had recorded on tape. So there wasn't much you could do in 1995 to extract that. But in 2022, a software system, and this comes from the Beatles YouTube channel, a software system that was developed by Peter Jackson and his team and used throughout the production of the documentary series Get Back finally opened the way for the uncoupling of John's vocal from his piano part. As a result, the original recording could be brought to life and worked on anew with contributions from all four Beatles. So what they did is they took, they had work that they had done on that song in 95 with George and guitar parts and vocals, and they took some other stuff that they had from George, and they were able to take to remove John's vocals from the piano track using this AI that was developed using this program that was developed that was designed to pull out their voices so that you could hear them better in the Beatles get back series. And if you didn't see that series, I mean, if you're a Beatles fan, that's a must watch, get yourself a month's worth of Disney plus to watch it because it, it is fascinating to see everything behind the scenes and, and not just, not just, um, for the minutiae of it all and for all of the things you, you might learn about it, but just to see their process and what it was like being in the room with all four Beatles as they were doing the work. I've watched it a couple of times and I think you will enjoy it if you are a Beatles fan, but they were able to use the, this technology to make it so that you could, you could hear them better. And if there were some drops in the audio or something, they could kind of fill in those gaps. And so that's, they were talking about using more AI in this song to try to create John, recreate John. And then they were like, no, we're not going to do that because there was 
public backlash about it, but they were able to use it to recognize his vocals and to pull them and separate them from the piano parts. So just fascinating stuff. And that we can use the technology for that. There's a great follow on, on TikTok and Instagram. I believe it's called There I Ruined It. And what he would, was doing is he was taking, he was making these AI clips. So he would program the AI to sound like a certain famous performer. And then he would have them doing a song like they shouldn't be doing. So like maybe it's like Elvis doing an Eminem song or something. And, and he called it There I Ruined It. But what he's been doing lately is he's been taking these AI voices and actually putting out really good quality stuff. And he's like, oh, wait, I actually like this. Like there was one he did the other day of uh, Johnny Cash, AI Johnny Cash performing Taylor Swift's Blank Space. And it was really good. I mean, and it sounds like Johnny Cash. It's very, very good. So, I mean, I know that AI is a dangerous thing in some regards like that, but it also makes for something very fun if you're being upfront about it and saying, hey, this is just an AI thing that we produced. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, what's going on, Tim? How you doing? Not bad. Uh, yeah, I, I actually watch a couple of those, uh, the reels of that, that uh, that account, some of them are hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, I laugh at most of them, but some of them I, I was like, man, like that's, you, if, if, if we ever decide, like if we ever get taken over by robots, I hope that it's like robot Johnny Cash that's uh, putting out new music. <laughs> right, yeah, no, see, he's, he's really good. And some of the stuff, like you said, some of the stuff is, is really funny, but some of the stuff you're like, that's almost better than the original. Mm -hmm. That actually sounds really good. Like when you when you throw in like Johnny Cash or Taylor Swift or or they'll even do like um, ah like you said Eminem, it'll be an Eminem song, but somebody will be singing it rather than rapping it, and I'm like, oh, that actually sounds pretty good too. Yeah, yeah it's, I have it's no really idea. Really crazy. I can't does. wrap my head around how he does it either. Like it's just so fascinating the process of it. I I think it's a genius thing to do, even if people are like, oh, you're ruining it with AI. I think it's it's there's a lot of talent and skill that comes from the human side to be able to do that. Yeah, you'd have to be you have to have actually uh, be pretty musically inclined to actually follow follow along and, and get the beats right and, and kind of mesh it up so it doesn't just sound like a mess. You know, it's crazy. Hey, you know, talking about Just Another Phoenix, a little quick history there. Mm -hmm. I used to work there in the 90s. And back in the 90s, it was a Can Redemption joint. In that building? In that same building? That that building, you'd go in there um, and, and you would have, you'd actually go in and, and, and it was like King Can. You know, down on down in the uh, near Kushnet, I think it's near Kushnet, on um, right down right around the corner from where the Carriage Inn used to be. Actually, I forget the name of that street. It can't be Cochran Hill Road. It's on the right hand side when you're heading toward a Kushnet. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think it's Tark Tarkin Hill Road. Yeah. yeah, so it's just it was just like that, except it was on Fox. That was like my first job, dude. It was that was a nasty job. Oh my god so gross just like syrup and old beer cans well but yeah i, I can't stand before, returning before my own cans another, let alone huh? i can't re i can't stand returning my own cans let alone putting right, my yeah. hands on what somebody else was drinking 
Yeah, that 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 was one of my first jobs, but it was a can redemption uh, redemption joint. Uh, I don't know how long. It might have been. A, I know I only worked there for a summer, but um, yeah, I used to ride my bike there, and, and yeah, that was when I saw it become a a, a restaurant. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Just how how they can just transform they transform the entire. I forgot what it, if there was like a gap in between where it was a restaurant and can redemption joint, but yeah, that, that's the, a little history behind that that joint pretty cool yeah absolutely um, and great and great food now so i mean you know there's nothing yeah i'm actually i'm actually thinking about getting a couple gift cards for our gift certificates for my grandparents for uh for christmas because they love going out for breakfast and stuff so I, I figure i'm gonna go grab a bunch from them later on um talking about ai you know uh it got me thinking about andrew yang remember him he was running for president for a bit yep and and he started talking about the Oh, basically just free money, like the universal basic income. And and I guess basically it's just everybody gets like flat money straight up beginning of the year or end of the year. You, everybody gets, uh, you know, uh, $20,000. I don't even know. To make up for the coming artificial intelligence that's going to take over a lot of our jobs. And basically it's, I mean, just put steroids on the Jetsons and, you know, and, and it's not just the menial jobs, right? So everybody, everybody looks at the cashiers and say, see, this is the problem with, you know, minimum wage. It's going to take away all the jobs. Yeah. You say that until we no longer need, need an accountant, right? Cause AI is going to take it over. Now your job's gone. And then, uh, just a lawyer. I mean, whatever. I, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like any, like even the the higher end, more involved jobs are going to be taken over by AI eventually, because that's really the ultimate ultimate goal of business is to reduce your your labor costs. And and when we actually have the ability, or, or when big business actually has the ability to eliminate a hundred percent of labor costs, they're going to do it. And we're going to have to try and figure out. I'm not an advocate for universal basic income, but I can see where he was going and why he was advocating for it because eventually nobody's going to be, nobody's going to have a job and nobody's going to have to work, actually have to work because we're going to have robots pretty much doing every little thing other than even driving cars. Uh, that might take a little while, but I, I can see where Andrew Yang was going with that universal basic income because you've got to replace them, you know, your, every job, every job, you could almost have a doctor be replaced by AI, and you you can actually see the writing on the wall with that. I know, with with but tele, I tele, tele, uh, telehealth and stuff. I think that you see, you know, it can go in a couple of different directions. You know, and the one way you hope that you know society adapts and as as part of parts of our jobs become taken over by AI, we adapt and just utilize that time for other things. In fact, like there's right. there in the media business, there's people who are trying to use AI to replace, you know, radio DJs. And so they have like it's actually a robotic person that's talking and it sounds right. like a real person in fact i could be one right now you wouldn't know the difference but the um no you would the but the the, the real no because ai doesn't wear leather pants i'll tell you that <laughs> the real challenge though is how do you incorporate that in order to make more time for that person to do other things and then find the other right. things that they want to do that relates to that job and then the other part of it is it could go like that movie wall-e where all of a sudden we're all just you know 
500 pounds overweight living on cruise ships flying through space and indulging in every indulgence that we want to have and then we you know slowly kill ourselves so hopefully you know the the next step as even doctors get taken over by ai you know the the funny thing is is everybody looks at it and says well it's not my job they they should just better themselves and you know that's why the cashier is getting taken over by by these you know self-checkouts well when the when the lawyer and the doctor and they lose their jobs to AI, that's when you'll start to see more people talk about universal basic income and actually advocate for it when their jobs are the one who who's being taken over by uh, artificial intelligence and robots. Yeah. You know, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy where how fast technology can bring you as a society and, and whether or not we utilize it the correct way. You know, hopefully, like you said. Uh, like Wally, we don't become you know fat overweight. I mean, more than you know, we already are as a society. But we utilize that time to better society, rather than you know going to a job. We actually do it to you know better better our society in different ways. Right. And absolutely. Yeah. More time for altruistic things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll be more. There'll be more baseball coaches and, and football coaches and all that stuff, you know, get volunteering more versus uh, actually having to go to work. Although being I will say this in a different be, being productive in a different way. You know, I will say this being a having a coach, coach your football team worked for the Patriot uh, robot, coach your football team worked for the Patriots for a number of years until the, the robot started to break down. And now we have what's going on this year. I'm, I'm convinced <laughs> Bill Belichick is just an AI ro- football robot, but I got to hold you, you there. You know what? The, he has zero emotion. You're 100% correct. Could very well be. At least he's an Android. He's, 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 at the very least, he's an Android. All right. Thank you for the call. You have a great weekend. Right, and I, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right. We are behind in break, so I got to take another one right here. But uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation, uh, you can do that at 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. And the next hour, we'll be talking about turtles and cold stun season and how you can help with that we'll be back in just a few all right that is going to do it for this hour coming up in the next hour we're going to be talking with connie marigo about cold stun season and how that affects sea turtles and what you can do to help about that also later on in the program we're going to be joined by new bedford city council president linda morad to talk about the things that were going on in the council business